When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Auburn Express. What's up in War Eagle War Report family? You got Ike Jones. We are here with another morning drop. Today we're talking about the quarterback position here at Auburn. We already know who QB1 is, but let's talk about how we think that's going to play out over this season. Y'all know how we do right here, War Report style. Let's drop it on them. Morning drop here on a Wednesday morning. Today is Wednesday, right? Yeah. Wednesday, August 23rd. I lose track of days all the time. August 23rd. We're here talking a little bit of Auburn quarterback, uh, Peyton Thorne, QB1. QB2, we're assuming Robbie Ashford right now from uh, how Coach Freeze is talking about holding Gurner in there, making his bid to get a little bit of play in time. Mike G, what are we feeling about the quarterback room and all the things that make the engine of the Coach Hugh Freeze Montgomery system work? Now, I think uh, Hugh Freeze got his guy, right? Like he went out, he brought Peyton Thorne in. This is uh, where he wants to set the floor. I think it was a success, too. I think bringing, bringing him in was a success for this quarterback room. It, it caused the other two to raise their game. Uh, and, you know, Hugh Freeze has said it, and, and a lot of people think it's coach speak, but I don't, I don't think we've gotten a ton of coach speak from, from Hugh Freeze right. uh, that uh, he's got guys he feels like he can win with. He understands that he can win differently with R- Robbie Ashford. Right. Uh, he's called him different. He said some things about him, uh, but ultimately – you hope your plan A stays your plan A if you're Hugh Freeze um, and that everybody else is ready in, cl- in case plan B is needed. Yeah. Um, listen, it is going to be a thing this season. I just wonder how quickly the whispers are going to start, not for benching anybody, but just for seeing the presence of other quarterbacks on this roster. Uh, Coach Hugh Freeze has said on multiple occasions, Robbie's going to play. We've got some packages we want. So I don't think that there's any worry about whether or not Robbie Ashford's going to get an opportunity to check into a football game and make a difference on Saturdays. The question I have is how often are we going to see young Holden Gurner this season? Because people have been salivating over the arm talent that everybody's talking about. Oh, he's got one of the best arms, best arm in the room. He's pro day quarterback. Like everybody was just Holden Gurner hype out of the offseason, how often, how many games do you think Holden Gurner sees duty this season? Uh, if things go as planned, uh, likely zero. Hmm. Uh, so you don't think he takes all. any snaps at all? No, no, not unless there's an injury. I mean, he finished third in this race. Um, this was the sad reality of this race is whoever finished third was probably going to transfer out. Um, and that's assuming that everybody stays healthy. So, um, you know, you know, for him to see time, you know, I think, 
I, I said, you know, Robbie has to be heard or almost incapable at this point. But it's pretty clear that Hugh Freeze has chosen experience, right, over potential, in, at least in year one. Uh, so, you know, for holding the sad reality of that is, is that um, I, he uh, may not see much time this year. Hmm. Uh, and I hate to say that. You know, I think he's super talented. And, you know, um, I, I, I just don't see the world in which he gets a serious shot at any playing time. You know, um, uh, Zach, Zach asked me this question as well, too. Uh, shout out to our guy over at Locked On Auburn, but uh, ultimately, I don't think you waste a lot. I don't know, man. Like, I don't think Robbie Ashford is ex- is experienced enough to waste the chance to get him additional in game reps. And how much does it help you uh, to you know start giving some of those reps to Holden, knowing that you know Robbie may be your next up? I don't. I, I don't know. I don't think Hugh Freeze is 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 really considering that right now. I think he's got a plan A with 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 Peyton Thorne and a plan B with Robbie Ashford, and you know, uh, right now holding his plan C. Hmm. So, okay. uh, you know, I I, I, just, I I don't know how many programs is this a third string getting significant time. Uh, now, now listen. If there were a game, it'd be UMass. Our guys over the up tempo talk about how bad that team is. And you know maybe it's sixty to zero by the end of the third quarter, and you bring Holden in. Um, but I, I do feel like Hubert is going to want to see what Robbie Ashford can do uh, with significant time, and uh, you know taking that time away from him might be doing a disservice to yourself. Okay. All right. Well, we will definitely see. Um, how it plans out for young Holden as far as the season is concerned. A lot of things yet to be sorted out. Like you said, you don't know what's going to happen with people's play and or injury. But, you know, as it stands right now, it does look like he is going to be third. It's going to be interesting as well to see the rest of the team have the uh, two deep, which I expect to be coming out at some point this week is going to be. But let's take a look at the quarterback room, though. All of the members of the room as it stands right now. Interestingly, uh, This year, you know, well, every year they have a travel roster, right? So they have the guys who can Mm. travel with the team for the Cal game that has been upped because it's a non-conference across the country situation that can be 75. Uh, And for SEC home games, you get 70 guys on your travel roster. Question for you, Mike G, is... How many of these quarterbacks do you expect to see on the travel roster? I'll go through the names uh, and while you think about that question, but how many quarterbacks do you think we're going to take on the travel roster? Starting here at the top, Peyton Thorne, 6'2", 203, junior, the transfer from Michigan State, already named as QB1 for Game 1 versus UMass. Next, we have Robbie Ashford. And just for those wondering, this just happens to be the way the jersey numbers work out. This is not in order of depth chart. It's just... Peyton Thorne's number one, Robbie Ashford's nine, Holden's twelve. Like it just works out in the numbers. So every one of these graphics that we've been doing about the uh, different rooms, it's by their position, their their number on their jersey, not by how we think they're going to play. Anyway, Robbie Ashford, the six three two eighteen sophomore, uh, previous transfer from Oregon. Holden Gurner, six three two twelve redshirt freshman. Hank Brown, six four two zero one freshman. Sawyer Pate, six one two nineteen sophomore. Jackson Barkley, 6'2", 205, sophomore. And John Colvin, 6'3", 192. That kid needs to get his weight up. A freshman there, walk on for Auburn. But back to the question at hand. Traveling quarterbacks, how many do you think they're going to take on the road with them? 
Uh, I think you take at least three um, for certain. Uh, honestly, I think Hank Brown makes the trip. Okay. I think I, mean, I think Hank Brown makes the trip to Cal for sure. I don't know if he goes on the SEC ones, but I think mm-hmm. Hank Brown makes the trip to Cal. Yeah, I think Hank Brown makes the trip. Um, backup quarterbacks have sideline responsibilities as well, mm-hmm. too. Um, and, yeah, I can't see them taking fewer than four. I mean, the last thing you want to do is be in a position where disaster absolutely strikes you on the road. It doesn't happen often. But I would, I if in my book, I think you would you would need four quarterbacks. How many times have we seen three quarterbacks get hurt in the game? <laughs> it doesn't happen often. Doesn't right? happen very uh, much, yeah. But like, you don't want to be sitting there on your third quarterback for some reason, knowing there's no plan behind him at all. So I think Hank Brown makes the trip most okay. most 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 road games. Yeah, I, listen, I'm not even mad at that. I haven't gone through and tried to piece together a travel roster of my own, uh, but I will probably, maybe I'll take a shot at it after we see the two deep and see kind of how we want to have that rotational depth along a lot of the positions that we're going to need. Um, the Swiss Army Knife guy that is Gunnar Britton, as Coach Hugh Freeze like to call him, he says he can play him at a multiple pos- of positions. He's already played it a lot. Uh, is going to be someone who I am interested to to see, you know, how they factor that into offensive line depth when they're traveling. Because if you know you got a guy that you can move to several different spots, um, a lot of those guys along the interior are are flexible and how they can move around uh, to different places along the offensive line. So that's going to help in some places. Defensive line, same way. Defensive backfield, same way. You've got guys who could cross over and and play at different positions. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how they put those rosters together. But what is certain for me is that our quarterback room is talented, right? So you've got Peyton Thorne here, who is, again, the already announced starter for game one. Mm-hmm. 6 203. And then you look at guys like Robbie Ashford, Holden Gurner, 6'3 and 6'3, 218 and 212. Man, these are some big kids playing quarterback out here for Auburn. Um they're going to need to be able to stand up to some some punishment because, listen, defensive lines and pass rushing units here in the SEC are not to be taken lightly. Uh, so anticipate a little bit of uh, pain being dished out to the quarterback, yeah. which means that they're going to have to figure out how to get the ball out of their hands quickly, how to do something to make sure that those guys stay upright. Because if if we're being honest, the offensive line is still a work in progress. Despite the talent upgrade, they're still trying to figure out how to play as a unit and and figure out how to be dominant. Uh, And even in domination, your quarterback's going to get hit sometimes. Yeah, agreed. Which is why Hank Brown's got to get his weight up. 201, that's not enough, big boy. Yeah, I, I mean... Uh, you if you are a master manipulator of the pocket, like if you can move in the pocket and you can find a way to avoid you know big hits, um, I think you'll be fine back there. Ultimately, uh, you've got three pocket passers and a mobile guy. Like, listen, Holden is an underrated athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, he can move a little bit uh, when needed. Uh, and same, we saw the same from Thorne at Michigan State. Uh, he can get outside the pocket at times and make some things happen with his legs, but that's not their game uh, at all. And so. You want to be able to, you have to be able to, to sustain hits in this league. Uh, or or you're going to find yourself in trouble, I think. 
Uh, so, you know, uh, same for Robbie. Even though he's playing heavier, man, the injury bug has not avoided him either. So, yeah. um, you know, you know, he, he said he told us on the fireside that he didn't hurt his shoulder on that attempted block. Um, But but certainly, you know, with as much as he ran the ball, he opened himself up to a lot of injuries. So I think all these guys would prefer to stay in the pocket, you know, most of the time and only use their legs when needed. Uh, And, you know, when you take a hit, man, I I don't know. We've heard great things about the strength and conditioning program. I just wonder if we got a chance to talk to him. What, what, you know, is this something that they deal with with quarterbacks when they talk about, you know, hey, what weight are you going to play at? You know, what's going to happen the first time you get sacked? I'm not sure that's that's a thing for quarterbacks. Right. Um, but I would be interested to talk to strength and conditioning coach and see, see what his thoughts were on that. Yeah. If uh, Coach Dom, if you're listening out there, the War Report is requesting you to come on, talk a little strength and conditioning, how you are helping these athletes get their weight up. This is the place to talk about all of that. So go ahead and lock in with you guys at the War Report so we can make that happen. But Listen, not a ton of snaps in this quarterback room, if we're being honest. Mm. Only the first two guys have ever played any significant snaps. Colden Gurner came in for, what, eight plays, I think he has total in his collegiate career against Missouri. That like He just hasn't played a ton of football. So there isn't a ton of experience to really lean on if you need to be able to do that. How much of a factor, and you? I think you've already answered this a little bit, but we'll revisit it. How much of a factor do you think that that plays in this depth chart? Mm. I don't know. I mean, you, you've already said you think that, you know, Coach Freeze has kind of prioritized the experience over the potential of a Holden Gurner in this situation. You think that that's really the major separating factor is like, hey, man, these guys have just at least I've seen them play in a collegiate game. So I trust them a little bit more. Or here's here's uh, and this is this might be a little bit of a hot take. Do you think that there is a potential for if Holden makes it clear, hey, if I'm not going to play this year, then. I'm just going to look elsewhere. Does he lean more towards grooming Hank Brown as a successor there? Um, experience matters. Experience certainly matters. Uh, and I think that Hugh Freeze, I think year one is going to be very different for, for him than year two. And year one, you know, you've got all this recruiting momentum and you've got to take a team that you put together from high school and the portal over 50%. Right. And go out and win games after year one. Personally, I think all bets are off. The grooming that you're talking about, um, I think you're grooming everybody after year one. But if you don't have a guy who comes out of this year as the undisputed guy for next year. It's a free for all. To see who gets the job. That's me personally, because you would have had two guys with tons of experience not do play up to snuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And then you've got these promising new freshmen coming in. Uh, you know, there's the there's a lot of hype on the Walker White train right now. Right. You know, does one of the, you know, does Hank Brown kind of develop? I mean, I just think unless somebody is an eight win quarterback this year, next year is 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 a free for all, personally. Um, and the experience, I, I, he, I think he values experience, but man, once he starts bringing in his guys, that levels out a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think sense. it's going to, it's no, I think definitely 
once you get a little bit more comfort in installing your system, and there are more guys around the quarterback who have been in the system a little bit longer, you can start to try to get into more of a prioritization of potential because you have more guys that can help that quarterback out. Uh, that experience matters, I think, a lot more when everybody's new and you need the guy who's piloting the the plane to have a little bit more experience and ability to be cool under pressure, seeing what it's like on a college football Saturday hostile environment. That's one thing that you can definitely say about both Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford. They have played on the road against the biggest rival for that school, and they know what it's like to be able to be in that environment and it not go right. Peyton Thorne's at least seen it go right at least once in his career, right? Playing against right. Michigan. They've won that game uh, and and lost that game in his tenure at Michigan State. But both of them been on the road, tough college environments, hostile environments, seen it already. That's something that nobody else on this roster at quarterback can say. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how valuable is that experience, right? Yeah. If, if you're a quarterback, you know, if you're Robbie Ashford, you got your ass kicked in the Iron Bowl last year. Yeah. How valuable is that? If you're Peyton Thorne, you've played versus Michigan. You've you played in these big rivalry games. How valuable is that experience? You know, if you're Holden, you've seen it, but it's different when you're the starter, man. Right. Like, you know, it's 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 so funny. Um, you know, like if you're on a team that wins the Super Bowl, everybody gets a ring. But right. nobody says the backup quarterback won a Super Bowl. Right. He has a Super Bowl ring, but he didn't win a Super Bowl. Right. Right. So, you know, it's again, I think it's just different when you're the guy in the seat getting the experience, understanding what it takes to win. Because you can't do that from the bench. Yeah. Right. And that's what makes what those guys have so valuable in my book. Yeah. But I think what I what I like about this room is I see a lot of talent here and I see that we have the ability for years to come. You've talked about this multiple times of being able to have a plan of succession at quarterback if we're able to hold on to all of this talent that's here. The rough thing right. about this is the number of years of eligibility that are left for a lot of these guys, right? Like Peyton Thorne could come back for next season. He has another year of eligibility after right. that. Robbie Ashford has multiple years of eligibility left. Holden Gurner, redshirt freshman, he's got a ton of eligibility left, right? Uh, but because the guys in front of him, speaking of Holden right now, have so much eligibility, is he going to want to wait around to, you know, really it probably is going to be two, maybe even three years until his senior year to be able to take over and be the heir apparent when you know you've got Hank Brown, Walker White, whoever's going to be the next guy coming in right after you. That's going to be a difficult task. And I'll be interested to see kind of how that plays out over this season and going into the offseason. Wool Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from the Wool Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Drop. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. drop. Uh, we're going to get it kicked off with Daniel Owen, who says this season is so close. 
I'm, I'll shamefully be one of those anxiously awaiting week zero games. Mike G, you posted on Twitter uh, earlier this week the mm-hmm. uh, schedule of week zero games. Off subject, but just because Daniel Owen brought it up, which games are you looking forward to seeing in week zero coming up here? We'll talk a little bit more about this tonight, but since we're here, week zero games this Saturday, which, uh, which ones are you looking forward to watching? Uh, definitely going to have an eye on that UMass game. Listen, uh, our guys over at the Uptempo noted uh, they're bad. They're not good. Uh, but uh, just how not good are they? Well, that's going to be important because Auburn should roll over that team, Isaac. Um, and if they don't, I think that, you know, there will be some things that you'll go back and look at for sure. Yeah. Uh, but they should be able to execute the base form of their offense and beat that, that team. Um, uh, Vandy is another one that I'm going to be taking a look at. Yeah. Um, I kind of said earlier this summer that I didn't think that would be a complete pushover game. So seeing how they, um, they open up will be will be interesting to me. And then lastly, um, I'm going to be watching USC San Jose State. I kind of want to see how uh, you Caleb have a network. Uh, yeah, I mean, in the form. <laughs> 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 right, I have access to watch it. Right. Uh, so, like, I'm going to be uh, watching Caleb Williams to see how he follows up his. Um, Heisman campaign. I think that'll be interesting to watch. A lot of people ask me if they if I think he repeats, and I said no. Um, but you know, I, it's in, it's it's difficult to repeat as a Heisman. Uh, it really is, and I just I don't know how he would possibly do that. I mean, if he's going to do it, the Pac-12 is a place to do it because they don't have enough defense out there to stop anybody. Um, right. But yeah, it's going to be difficult. I don't even really have a beat on who is going to be the the Heisman guy, but I, I'm a big fan of Drake May over there at North Carolina. I'm looking forward to seeing how he does in year two. So he would be my guy I would look at from the quarterback position. Anyway, continue. Uh, ga- week zero games. That, that's it. That's it, man. That's Those are the games I'm looking at, right? So Vandy, UMass, uh, USC. Yeah, listen, with the Vandy game, you get an opportunity to watch two teams that Auburn will be playing. So it's Vandy versus, I mean, it's not, excuse me, not Vandy game, but the UMass game. It's UMass versus New Mexico State, if I'm not mistaken. So that's two teams that Auburn will play later on. So you'll have an opportunity to see both of those in their first game of the season. And then, of course, Vanderbilt is on Auburn's schedule. Those are the ones that I personally will be checking out. Uh, the rest of those games might uh, not get very much of my attention just because uh, I really don't care about any of those other teams. Uh, Jonathan Boyson jumps in and says, from Freeze's comments, this is the most confident I felt about our QB room in a long time. Thoughts on that, Mike G, and the confidence level in being able to trot out a quarterback, injuries be damned, we've got a guy we can throw in there at least in the top three? Uh, yeah, um, I think that this is the first offseason in a while that that believed in the quarterback race. And that, you know, the every guy was given a shot and, yeah. you know, um, that this coach will make adjustments as needed. So I feel good about the QB coach. Hmm. Um, I, I would say. I, say I feel good about the QB coach and the evaluation and plan for the QBs. So, you know, I was happy to hear Hugh Free say that he's got a plan um, for Peyton Thorne. Um, and uh, naming him early, I thought, was a smart move mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways. Instead of dragging it out until the week of and then that Wednesday saying, we decided to go Peyton Thorne to try to sell to everybody. You know, I think naming him early was a really good 
good plan, right? Um, and you know, we'll see how he performs, but but I, I I'm more confident in the QB and the guys in charge of the QBs. Um, and uh, we'll see how the QBs play, man. It's a lot of variables out there for them. Yeah. Um, I, I am definitely in the same boat of I think that it was the right decision to go ahead and name Peyton Thorne the starting quarterback for all of the reasons he's already listed. And I also agree with the fact that he's like, hey, if Peyton Thorne doesn't play well, then we'll look at some... He, he is not committed to a bad decision if it looks like a bad decision. I know people are going to hear me say that and and think that I'm thinking that that's a bad decision. That's not what I'm saying. I am saying that I think for the first time, good Lord, a coach is not stuck on, this is the guy I chose, so let's ride with him. And he's not stuck on it for the reasonings that he actually has confidence in the other guys in the room. So he can make a decision to pivot in a different direction. And so your point, Mike G, though we felt like that going into seasons before based upon the rhetoric of the coach, this time Mm -hmm. I think it's actually true. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very confident in the QB developer. Uh, And that's what Auburn needed, man. They needed a guy who could find someone at QB because, man, when they've been able to develop at that position or find a guy at that position, it's been championship run time. So that should be exciting for fans. Yeah. Uh, To echo some of what we're talking about as far as Coach Freeze and what he's been saying publicly, uh, Corey Weber says Freeze is the most honest coach I've ever heard at Auburn. I agree with that. Like, just, I mean, like people are like, oh, Coach B. I was like, I don't I don't think he's done it. And all our time covering this coach these last eight months, I don't think he's done a ton of Coach B. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I just I don't think that's who he is. Yeah. And, you know, listen, we have been critiqued for our stances about some of the things that he's come out and said publicly in regard to how it will impact players on the team. What I will say is that at least he was being honest with them. At least whatever he said publicly, he actually felt uh, he says certain things to motivate guys for sure, but he's not saying it in hyperbole like this is how i feel this is what and a lot of what he's saying publicly he's saying to them privately as well right so and this is from coming from talking to guys and understanding kind of what happens in the locker room and the culture of things coach reese is being honest with how he feels about about these things and uh you can take it as coach speak if you want to i don't think the players do and i don't think that he's saying it as coach speak so that's i think that's you know that's my perception of it people are welcome to think differently about that but uh, I think that he's being honest and genuine with how he feels and what he says about how he feels. Yeah, absolutely. Dana Jones jumps in and says, I feel like Holden has to get at least a few snaps to get a little experience in case he has to come in for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I agree, uh, but we'll see. We'll see how he decides to manage it. John Brandon jumps in. I don't think Holden will leave, in my opinion. Doesn't think Holden transfers out of Auburn. Something has to change. Yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, again, can't, we, the status quo can't hold and he stay, right? Yeah, like, we've we've already then, looked at the, the QB room and the experience that's there, a number of eligibility. It's a, it's a, it's a, I'm not going to lie. It's a bleak picture looking for him to get on the field anytime soon. Yeah, experience is going to factor into this. I, I just don't see how he catches up without actually getting the experience. So, you know, that means guys in front of him either playing so poorly that he has to come off the bench or guys getting hurt, which we hope never happens, really. So it's just I I, I don't know. I think he deserves a shot. 
you know, to play behind a decent offensive line as a pocket passer. I just, I don't, I don't know. It's at, at, if you're holding at some point, you cannot just continue to burn eligibility, hoping they're going to give you a shot. You know, and you know, you come from a program uh, like Auburn, maybe going to a place where there is a QB battle, um, and uh, maybe when it's if it's not that coach's first year, and like, I mean, I just think there's a lot of things that factor into this that m- maybe don't have a ton to do with Holden. Yeah, um, but. Man, he played well. He played well this camp, and he still finished third right? in this race. So if you're him and you believe that you played well and the other guys are that talented, then you it might be worth – it might be in your best interest to go someplace else. I I want to see him play. Yeah. I want to see him. I don't want to see him waste away on the bench and never get a shot. He's way too talented for that. Yeah, I hope he gets an opportunity to be able to play. Uh, to your point, I don't want that to become an injury situation where he's thrust into duty. But I do right. want to see him get his opportunity to play because I do think he's supremely talented. I've I've been saying that since since he got here. This isn't a new tune that we're talking about holding in his talent. Uh, but he's got to get an opportunity, to your point, to show it on the field in order to be able to make some people believers in what he has and whether or not it translates to a game day type situation. So hopefully Holden will get that chance. Uh, right. War Dam Dad 95 says Peyton had 3,200 with a good running game. Hot take, Thorne will break the all-time passing yards for a single season regardless of Robbie's role. So he thinks that he breaks the record here at Auburn, which is not a high bar, let's be clear, to be able to do, but thinks that he does that regardless of what role Robbie Ashford plays in this offense this season. Thoughts on this hot take here? Uh, uh, 3,200 is prolific. At Auburn, it is prolific. Uh, I think he's certainly capable of that. Um. We'll see. I mean, like, we'll see how receivers play and, you know, uh, how, you know, what the game dictates they do. Uh, but, you know, 3,200, I mean, that's an average of what per game, right? Um, let's see here. So 3,200, right? Yeah. In my head. That's, that's, a, that's 260 yards, 66 yards passing a game. Hey, that's uh, a respectable we'll number. Yeah. Yeah. It's a respectable number here. So I think this is possible. Um, we'll just see. Yeah, we'll see. All time, hmm, who holds it? Um, I think somebody said recently it was Damian Craig. Let's let's. Uh, I think it's, yeah, it might be Damian Craig. Yeah. It's either Craig or Stidham because they're the only ones to break three thousand yards, right? <laughs> At Auburn in a single season, so it's got to be Craig or Stidham. Yeah. Um... Let's take a look. Somebody in the chat will probably. I'll let the chat look it up because you guys are always on top of this kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Want me? So let's. I'll, I'll let chat tell us who holds the current record for a single season. Um, there was another it's Craig. One. Craig three uh, thirty two seventy seven. Uh, there was another comment I saw here. Professor Vader said, "Did Freeze give reps to his third QB at Liberty?" The answer to this was yes, but I don't think it was his intent. Uh, he had to go four deep into his quarterback room because of injury. He just had guys like he, I think their starting quarterback, I heard like the first game of the season, mm. right? Like, and so they were on their second quarterback for the the meat of the middle of the season. And then he got hurt uh, and they ended up having to go to their, starting their third quarterback against Arkansas, 
Um, and then he got hurt and they had to bring in the fourth string guy, right? So right. um yeah, so it he he understands the necessity to prep guys. And and this is the thing, you know, and this is a thing you've said often, Mike G. So we'll say it again. If you are not the starting quarterback, it behooves you to just be ready. Because yep. you don't know when you're going to get. And this is something we talked about this on the fireside. We've talked about this multiple times when we had conversations with TJ. The readiness of the backup quarterback is something that cannot be understated. And it's a problem when you've got guys who are in that position as the backup, but have not gotten themselves ready. And the, the coaching staff hasn't done an adequate job of getting them ready. Right. Right. Yeah. You got to be ready. You just have to be ready. And, and I'm, yeah, at this level, you, it, it really frustrates me when guys are not because you, you're not going to get that many shots. Right. To do this thing, man, at quarterback, um, you guys have heard me talk about TJ a lot lately and how frustrated I was with him not being ready for his moment, right? Um, uh, you, you can't make that mistake if you're these other guys. Um, and even if you're holding, man, like I said, life comes at a lot of people fast. Listen, so, Holden was number three on the depth chart last year and had to come in in the middle of the had game. to play. It had yeah. to play, yeah. So uh, it's going to be, I mean, stay ready, man. Just stay ready. You definitely never know when you're going to be called on. Here's here's a question, and I think that this is an interesting what if. So shout out to our guys over at um, the College Loop. They do a thing called Theoretical Thursdays. I got a theoretical situation for you. Robbie Ashford is hurt during the Missouri game. Holden comes in actually ready to light it up, and he does really well. Does Holden see duty at some point in time later in the season, knowing what the health of Robbie Ashford's shoulder was? Do they feel more confident if he goes into the Missouri game and plays a little bit better with, because you remember Ole Miss, they, they pulled Robbie out of the game because he wasn't playing well. TJ was back at that point in time. He wasn't a hundred percent. If Holden does a little bit better in Missouri, do you think that he gets an opportunity to jump back in there later? Or do you think that, it looked like he was out there swimming, so they were like, "We can't put you behind this offensive line." Let's yeah, I think I think I think based on his own reaction when we brought it up on the fireside, uh, they they were like, Oof, "Man, this is gonna be rough." Let's just the same. This is not for you right now, right? <laughs> this is not, and your that's time. what I'm saying. But if he had come in ready to go ball yeah. out, does he get an opportunity to play a little bit yeah, more? Yeah, one hundred percent. And I don't I don't know that he wasn't ready. No, he. He may have thought he was ready, but there's a difference in thinking it and actually being in the moment where it's like, okay, eh. I think that that was just a mess that he walked into. I don't, I don't, I don't think he wasn't. I, I don't, I don't think he wasn't ready. I think that he got thrown into the absolute worst situation possible right. with the worst play calling and like just the it was the, everything was the worst for Holden when he took the field. Right. I can't, I, I can't realistically put any of that on him. I, I couldn't believe from that situation whether he was ready or not. Let me put it that way. Um, but I didn't get a sense that he wasn't ready. I got a sense that that was just, that was, was not his, <laughs> yeah, it was not time for his his blessing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you know, hopefully Hugh Freeze creates more favorable situations for guys who have to come in in the future. Yeah. Right. Where more things are in place and the line is in better shape and the play, you know what I mean? And they can truly just step in and play ball. That was a disaster. That was a disaster. And I'd hate it if anybody like, you know, I know some people privately who have judged Holden saying, oh, he's scared of the rush. Right. And I'm like, well, what are you? Yeah, what are you judging that on? 
I don't think that that's I don't think that's fair at all. Yeah, I think that Holden was put into a very impossible scenario last year to be successful just because, again, he's not the most mobile of athletes. Now, he's got some mobility, but behind that offensive line and the way that they were performing behind and, and the way that plays were being called, all of that, just didn't set up a quarterback for success or playing to their strengths at all. It was more so like square peg, you know, round hole. Let's see if we can make this work. And it's like, it's not, it's not going to work, coach. We got to figure something else out. And they're like, but uh, just run it better. Right. Execute the play better. The play works. Uh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> wow. Uh, poor Holden, man. I, <laughs> I'm, such a, I'm such a fan of that kid. Um, and I really hope that he gets, like I said, it's it's just, I don't know. It, 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 when you become a better program, you have to get used to this, man. There's going to be somebody really talented that doesn't play. Yeah. Right? I mean, it happens. Look, look what happened to Georgia's quarterback room a few years ago with Fromm and Easton I mean, look what's happening right now with their Justin quarterback Fields. room. Right? Yeah, that quarterback like, room right now has a bunch of four- and five-star kids that we don't that they don't know will ever see the field. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's difficult. It's a difficult calculus, if you ask me. So it is what it is. Yeah. Well, we will definitely see how this plays out with this quarterback room. I am anxiously awaiting game one versus UMass. We are a little over a week away. It's coming up, man. We only have a week and, what, four days or three days, something like that, before we get to see this team kick off in Jordan-Hare Stadium uh, week one against UMass. But we are out of here for today. But we will be back at you guys tomorrow. Until the next time, and as always, War Eagle. Peace. Drive.